नमस्कार दिस इज सौरभ जैन एंड यू आर लिसनिंग टू माय डिजिटल टॉक शो हेलो एवरीबॉडी विशिंग यू अ वेरी हैप्पी इवनिंग दिस इज सौरभ एंड टुडे आई एम वेलकमिंग यू ऑल टू माय डिजिटल टॉक शो सो नमस्कार ऑन माय शो टुडे आई हैव मैक एट्रम ही इज माय मेंटर हु टॉट मी हाउ टू सेल फ्रॉम द स्टेज आई वाज डूइंग अ प्रोग्राम इन इंडिया लास्ट दिसंबर एंड मैक लिटरली सेड मी यू आर इन योर ओन हेड when i was on stage and i was i and i completely forgot the script and mac put me in place and gave me feedback to improvise and after that i never looked back uh, my performance that evening was brilliant after his feedback and uh, ever since then i never looked back and i learned how to dig the grave from this gentleman it's always brilliant to host someone exciting on my live session but today it's mac Mac is one of the Harvaker's uh, lead trainer for Millionaire Mindset Intensive Program. Some of you would have possibly attended this program from Success Gyan, one of the brilliant programs up there. Uh, a course that has changed millions of people, millions of minds. In fact, it has changed Mac's life too. Uh, Mac is an author. He's a speaker. He is a truly awesome trainer, a personality that you can't resist. And today, in this interview, I'm going to really make Mac speak his heart. so that it helps all of us learn from this brilliant man hi mac how are you hey suram good to see you good to see you i am well it's happy great to, to be on your show thank you so much thank you happy to see you mac um so mac first of all um i would like to pay gratitude uh, from bottom of my heart uh, for mentoring me and i think uh, that one experience with you in making the stage has completely changed my life So uh, truly, truly grateful to you, and I just wanted to express that before I could even start asking you questions. You are most welcome. Uh, I remember you at that event, and um, but I remember you were very humble and also open to taking feedback, because as you know, the kind of coaching we give it's in your face and it's real. Because when you go into the marketplace, the marketplace is real. They're not gonna. Just give up on you. So I'm glad you were able to take that on board and use utilize it. I rem- yeah, I remember I forgot my lines on the stage, and you told me this that you are in your own head, sort of get out of it. So I think I really take took that very seriously. That night you didn't see me, but I performed really well. So just want to let you know. Uh, so are you ready for the first question, Mac? Uh, I'm going to keep a mix of questions uh, related to millionaire mindset and what helps us in driving good sales. Are you ready for the same? Yeah, sure. Yeah, far away. Okay, let's get started. Mac, uh, when someone is selling their courses or anything for that matter, they generally have this fear in their mind that how would a person opposite perceive me? He would reject me. Possibly that's on their mind. So, what are your thoughts on the same, and how does one overcome that? Okay, for me, this is that. that for me, that's very simple. Many years ago. I was involved in selling um products and services that I didn't believe in. And I didn't really know what difference it makes. I didn't understand the mission behind it. I didn't understand the the emotional story behind it. What I've come to learn is this, and the reason why I love selling now and be be very, you know, I have sold tens of millions of dollars worth of stuff over the last 10 years to people who actually need it. And so I love selling now. It wasn't always the case. The the reason why people are in their head when it comes to selling or they feel uncomfortable for selling is because they don't believe in the product or the service. And what I say to people is this: If you know this product or this service is going to make an immeasurable difference to someone's life, it's going. I have a listen. Imagine, imagine you have something that is going to save someone's life. or it's going to make them a lot of money or it's going to make a big difference to their family or it's going to make a big difference to their health do you keep quiet about it or do you actually present it in a way that they oh i didn't think about it that way but now you've now you've shown me how it can change my my health my wealth my money my family my everything now i'm ready to listen to you so the moment you actually put yourself in their shoes two things one believe in what you have and the two and the second thing is put yourself in their shoes in terms of you got to communicate that across to them in a way that gets them to make an informed decision right those two things are critical awesome man this is too good uh, 
basically if you see that it can actually change someone's life it can really add value and you can help them in taking informed decisions a really interesting point there mac uh mac what are some of the important things that one needs to take into considering consideration while driving sales like you always say talk to the right person and there's a lot more that we have learned from you so what else is very important while you are taking decision in driving sales yeah in regards to sales you know you you've got something and here's the other thing i wanted to say just now if somebody's if you're working for a company and they ask you to sell something and you don't believe in it it's very hard to sell it get the emotional get the reason why this product exists it makes it easier now i'm going to share something with you i call the 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 trilogy so i'm going to talk about product people and price if you believe in that product now and you believe it's going to make a difference to people then you've got to identify which people what group of people actually need this thing and it's going to make a big difference to them and so this is you know as as a digital marketer yourself then this is what you're going to uh, identify your ideal client the niche the avatar who are this group of people who will look at this product and think oh yeah this is for me not resist it but actually open to hear about it listen about listen to it because they have the problem so who has who are the people and what is the problem so problem and then the third and the fourth thing is price earlier on this year you know maybe january and february people are out there selling their products and services and maybe in march april may things changed and maybe they couldn't sell as much as they would have liked to or things definitely now you got to think about this the people in other words the prospects that i had back in january and february are they the same type of prospects that are going to be buying now or do i need to realign and say okay well, who is my avatar who is the ideal client now and and if i can identify them do i need now need to position the price to suit them so all the time i'm saying to my clients look who are the people what problem do they have and what's the product you're going to give to them and at what price constantly keep asking that question right. people problem product price and if you can fit all those things together they're more likely to buy it and it'd be easier for you people product problem and price the four p's yes. that mac atom suggests that's amazing Absolutely. very interesting mac um, so why are you trying to sell how does one handle objections and rejections that's a great question you know i could speak for several hours on this area alone and um you know when it comes to selling there's different formats of selling you know the, the three area the three types of selling i teach are consultative selling where you're speaking to someone one on one i also teach webinar selling where you are on a webinar they're not there you are just giving information and selling i also teach platform selling so you're on the platform on a stage one to many people and as you know you've experienced that right yes. okay so let's talk about um with all three of them you are need to have an ability to handle objections and when it comes to handling objections it's simply when somebody says to you you know maybe in a consultative consultative selling and you're sitting next to them and they, they say if they don't say yes to your product or your service when you're positioning it then automatically it's a no if they haven't if you say something like do you believe do you think this product is ideal for you do you think this will help you do you understand my presentation if they haven't said yes to your product or your service then it's automatically a no and the no is often disguised human beings are very funny sura they disguise it like this huh can you send me an email about that or right. they'll say can you send me your brochure your product brochure or they'll say well can i speak to this person about it or can i speak to that person about it these are all objections but sometimes some when they disguise it sometimes i say no i don't think this is for me most people take that no as a rejection of them 
as a rejection of them. And I'll say this, it's not a rejection of you, because clearly you're a good person. It's an objection. In other words, there's something you haven't, there's something I haven't heard that's not allowing me to make a decision. There's something missing. So there are only three types of objections that typically come up. One is about price. I can't afford it. It's too much money. We don't have the budget. Um, the second one is interest. Uh, I'm not really interested in that. It's not something I, I, I need. I don't really. And the other one is um, time. You know, I don't have the time for this. Or we buy this in the middle of the year. We buy this in January, whatever. So those three objections. When the, so you must prepare. Because if you speak into enough people, you'll understand typical objections that come up. So once you're aware of that, there is a technique which I teach, which simply says this, listen to what they are saying to you. Listen, right. and when, as you're listening, and, it's, and they say a no, or they disguise the no, acknowledge what they're saying. So I understand, you know, acknowledge, I understand what you're saying, and then ask them a question. Ask them a question in relation to what you are, the positioning you're trying to place. By asking them a question, that opens up the conversation. Many people in sales who have not been trained correctly or who do it very badly, they get very aggressive. So it sounds like, so you're trying to help that prospect or that client, and they say, no, I don't think I need it, it's too expensive. What do you mean it's too expensive? Da, 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 da. I could, we have the best product better than anybody else. Just slow down. Instead of coming aggressive, just slow down. I understand what you mean. Which, which particular part of this is too expensive for you? So just have a conversation. And the more, if you can just have a genuine conversation with them, and by acknowledging them first, they feel like you've heard them, that you are listening to them. And people want to be acknowledged. People want to be listened to. So now it forces you to listen to the client more. And by listening to them, acknowledging them, and then asking them, specific questions in relation to your product or service or their needs, you're going to move closer to the sale. Now, what I've just described, Sarah, is it making sense, guys? It makes it makes it making sense, yeah. If you guys are finding this amazing, type in the chat and say amazing right now. Yes, man, go ahead. It's amazing. Fantastic. So what I'm saying here now is very much about consultative selling, so one-on-one. -on -one. Now, can you use the same thing in a webinar? Yes. Can you do the same thing on platform selling? Yes. And all you do simply is you have the audience listening in or you have the audience uh, in the room listening in. And you know some people are going to have objections around price. You know some people are going to say, well, that's not for me. I, I, I can get that better somewhere else. You know some people are going to say that, oh, I, I can't, this is not the time for me. I'll look at this next year. So why don't you answer all of that in your presentation? Right. Right? So you're handling the object, they're thinking it, and you're answering it in advance of their thoughts. Now they have less resistance, and watch this, Sarah, the resistance comes from here, down, 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 and when the resistance comes down, now they're more likely to buy from you. Right, amazing. Very well thought, Matt. So basically, you're also trying to say, don't take rejections personally. Absolutely. Don't, okay. actually, don't okay. take the sales process personally. You may take it as a rejection. It's not a, a rejection. It's an objection. It's an objection to something that they haven't heard or something that doesn't make any sense. But it's not a rejection of you. You are not a bad person. It's just an objection. Right. Okay, Matt, that's some question uh, uh, from the perspective of sales. Uh, thanks for some really great tips. I'm sure audience has learned a lot. If you guys learned a lot, just go ahead and leave a thumbs up in the chat right now. Uh, my next question for you is, uh, there's something called surviving mode and a striving mode in the mindset of a business person, right? Or, or I would say that's, I would say surviving uh, mindset and a striving mindset. Uh, can you explain a little bit about that? I watched one of your videos and I found this really, really interesting. So what's the difference? And why should someone have a striving mindset in, in when, they, when they are in the pathway to grow their business? 
Okay, very good. So actually, there, there are four levels. Um, and you mentioned the first two, which is great. You know, some people are in surviving. Some people are in striving. Some people are now driving. That means they're more in charge of what they're more in control. And some people are thriving. Let me come to the basic. There are a lot of people just surviving in business. They're struggling. In other words, they can't keep their head above water. They can't pay the bills. Money is scarce. They're not selling enough. They're not marketing enough. It's just not going right. And they are on the verge of giving up. But the key critical thing, if they're going to move from surviving to striving, is to understand that struggle is only a choice. Right. All they need is help. All they need to do is ask for help. And they can ask for help from an advisor, a coach, a mentor, someone to just show them the right way. And once they do that, now they move to a place of striving. Now they've, they've decided consciously that actually surviving is no longer for me. I want to start moving ahead. I want to start moving forward. So they move into striving. And then stri at this striving stage, now they are, you know, the results they're getting because they have support, it's, it's, it's better than before. It's inc still inconsistent. It's still up and down. One month they've got the money, next month they haven't. It's still inconsistent. So they, re they realize they've got to continue improving themselves because your, you know, your business, your wealth, your money, your income can only grow to the extent that you grow. And I'm sure you agree with me, Sarah, right? So right, this I don't, don't, many people. Totally agree with what you just said, yes. So once you continue striving forward and learning, you're gonna come to, a, you're gonna learn more you're going to take more risk. You're going to feel more powerful. You're going to feel more certainty. And you're going to get better results. At that moment now, you've moved to a place of driving. Driving looks like now the money is consistent. Right. Everything is consistent. It's, it's, it, you're not worried about the up and down because you've put the right systems in place, the right things in place in marketing, in sales, in your team. And it's consistent. Now you feel more in control. You feel like every month you, you, you're doing the things, you're doing the right things. And this place for a lot of people is very comfortable. And comfort is highly overrated. And this place, a lot of people who feel like they drive in their life, and a lot of people felt like that in January and February this year, they got complacent. Well, and they were driving their life and driving everything. And, and they said, well, this is good enough. This is good enough. And good enough is actually a trap. Good enough is a trap because they stop learning, they stop getting advice, they stop getting coaching, and it's a trap. Now, the higher level I call thriving. If you want to be in a place where everything is fabulous, wonderful, and everything's in place, you've got to say, actually, good enough is a trap. What I need to do is I, want, I, I choose to make a difference. I'm going to challenge myself to the highest potential that I have. And the moment you say, I'm gonna challenge myself to the highest potential that I have, that's when you're gonna step into thriving. Thriving. Just, exactly. Just like if you think of any uh, uh, Olympic athlete, at one stage, that Olympic athlete was struggling, right? They'll turn up to training, everybody will beat them. But they say, I'm gonna strive, I've, I've gotta learn, coach, show me. And, and they go and they go. At some point, when they get to good enough, they get to um, what I call driving. Now they're winning the national championships. They're winning some, some championships. They, they, they're one of the best in the country. But unless they say, I want an Olympic medal, I want to be an international champion, they just stay at a national level. Do you understand what I'm saying? So well, the moment they say that, now they're pushing themselves to their highest potential. And everybody should be doing that because at the highest potential, that's when you're going to get the best customers. That's when you're going to get the best endorsements. That's when customers are going to be knocking on your door because you're providing the best services. Just like you, Sarah, you've got so many tens of hundreds of thousands following you across all your social media. Why? Because you never stuck at, I just want to survive. I just want to do average. You put yourself out there. It was uncomfortable, but you're pushing yourself to national, international, global. Right? right. It's not an easy trip. True. I'll really take these points uh, very seriously here. Don't struggle. Move on. Take help. Strive. Striving. Take a direction. Start driving towards 
a place where you think that you are the best but then you still need to thrive because that's the place where you get stuck and you need a coach again at that point of time who can push you to thrive to move on to next level Absolutely. uh mac that's really in- insightful and i'm sure a lot of you have been learning a lot here if you guys are having fun type down and say having fun uh mac you are the author of a book uh, called millionaire movement can you tell me a little bit more about this book yeah that's this book here so this book awesome. is published in this year awesome right so this is a millionaire moment i'm actually an author of uh, four books four, four books. books right yes um this one was an international bestseller face it and fix it um this is a personal development book the inspired warrior's code now uh so reason why i show you this is i wrote this uh, this was my second book all about personal development and how to live your greatest self your best self okay and then i i was teaching people in business and so i didn't have a business book so i sat and wrote this business book face it and fix it t harbecker says face it and fix it is the shot in the arm that every owner of a struggling business needs in the in the first week of launch i sold over 37000 copies of this and wow. became number one international bestseller now the book i didn't have where people kept every time people ask me the same question same question i sit down i put it in the book and so i didn't have a wealth creation book the with this wealth creation book um talks about how my struggles really talks about my struggles how did i come from over 100000 in debt becoming a millionaire what happened and surav you know my story but for those who've never heard my story there was a time in my life when my first business that i had wasn't going right i was failing badly i was about to lose a business i was over 100,000 dollars in personal debt this is not um this is personal money i owed other people that i had to pay back my business partners had cheated on me the business wasn't going right I was only married for a few short years and we had one child um Tiana Nicole and she was very young and my wife now at that time was pregnant with our second child things weren't going right I was struggling I ended up working so many hours 90 hours a week 100 hours a week hardly at home at one point I felt my wife was going to leave me that's how bad it was because she was you know it was arguments and litter. and all I wanted to do was to fix my business and i remember one day driving home from work which is about one and a half hours away five minutes from my home i just didn't want to go home that evening i i drove into a car park the shopping center car park five minutes from my home i sat there my hands on the wheels having this breakdown thinking am i a failure what happened this is not i look at this is not the life i wanted i went to school i studied hard i did everything they said but my life was in tatters and and that moment having this breakdown there there came an epiphany in my mind that said the mind that created your situation cannot be the same mind that takes you out of your situation and that's when i got onto the journey of reading personal development books business books i started asking how do wealthy people successful people business people do things successfully i went on to that self discovery journey and i went to workshops seminars um and things started to change for me because i started to implement and and i the reason why i wrote that book this book is because it's all in here i talk about my story from destitute struggling to becoming a millionaire about the the fact that so what does it take i also give lots of examples and science behind how do you create a wealthy mindset wow. the difference between poverty thinking and wealthy thinking i also talk about different examples of people who have come from no struggling and turned their things around i give stories i give scientific proof as to what you can do to have the same so that that's what the book's about okay so i i i'll ask you some questions with respect to that book uh, now uh, man so guys all of his book is available on amazon so you can go and check it out in case you want to buy just search for mac atram and you yeah. get to see his books there mac um what's the first gradual shift one needs to go through 
to get the millionaire mindset? Right. Good question, Saram. What's the okay? So first steps first is this.、Uh, you know, you know my friend、um, Suren,、um, Suren at Success Gyan, and with him, the blessing has been to India that、um, the Millionaire Mind Intensive has been coming there. So we're very grateful for him for that, and it's a pleasure always coming to India to teach that program. And one of the first things you'll learn at a Millionaire Mind Intensive program is this: that We all have ingrained within our subconscious mind. Most of us are not even aware of it. We all have what we call what's called a money blueprint, and it's this money blueprint that actually keeps people、um, financially successful, or keeps people in financial mediocrity, or keeps people in financial failure. My, before I went to the Millionaire Mind Intensive as a student. My money blueprint was set for failure, and I did not know. And it was going through that program. I realized, oh, my future is very bleak if I don't fix it. And the good thing, and so one thing is to identify your money blueprint. And so, for example, there are people who could, you know, during this、um, COVID nineteen situation, could lose their money, lose everything. And I can guarantee you, within One year, two years, they made it all back again. Why? Because of their money blueprints, right? And there are people who、um, can fail at something and they'll continue failing and never retrieve that back. Let me give you an example. Let's give an analogy. Imagine、um, we are all in this in a big room, and there are windows in this room, and there is a, a climate-controlled thermostat, a thermostat, and that climate-controlled thermostat. Is designed to regulate the temperature in the room. Yes, right. Imagine that it's set for 18 degrees Celsius. That thermostat. So the room is regulated to 18 degrees Celsius. But somebody foolishly opens all the windows. It's a hot day outside. Is it going to get hotter inside the room or colder inside the room? It's going to get hotter, uncomfortable. Hotter. Right. And so someone says, "No, it's too hot. Close the windows. The air conditioning is on." So they close the windows, and the, the thermostat kicks in and regulates the temperature control back to 18 degrees Celsius. And the same way a room has thermostatic control, we all, all all have our money blueprint. We all have our own money thermostat, and it's this thermostat, or we call it the money blueprint, that's regulating your financial life. So you've got to identify it and then deal with it. And so, you know, if you can't get to the millionaire mind intensive, if you can, if you can't, then you need to right now and just look at what are the results I'm getting financially. What are the results I'm getting this year? I got last year. What are the results I'm going to be getting next year? And if that financial situation doesn't look healthy, and it always looks like in surviving mode, then you've got to say, I need help, and then I need to ask a question. Get my book, The Millionaire Moment. Get T. R. Becker's book, The Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Get、um, Robert Kiyosaki's book, Rich Dad Poor Dad. There are lots of wealth books that will help you to start sorting out your financial future. But this talks about the mind first, the millionaire moment. And the reason why it's called the millionaire moment is this: one thing I realized is this: the moment you decide to move from surviving to striving to driving. To thrive,、right. everything changes. The, if you do, if you decide to do nothing, you will actually not stand still. You'll start going backwards. Well,、wow. life happens in moments, and Anthony Robbins says this. He said, "In the moment of decision, your destiny is shaped." Well, in the moment of decision, your destiny is shaped. This is brilliant. Fantastic, Mac,、uh, and I also love the way you told the story about yourself. It just got me、uh, Blair Singer in back of my mind. His on the right techniques. You just did an amazing job at it a few minutes back.、Uh, so, Mac,、uh, when somebody's on this journey, right? What are some of the key challenges? Like, say, a millionaire mindset journey. What are some of the key challenges one comes through or one has to overcome? 
when, when you're on this journey, you need to understand this. There are people who will and keep you back. So you, so the moment you make a decision that you want to strive, you want to change your life, understand that only you can do that. That's why I call it the millionaire moment. Because in that moment, you have made a critical decision that you don't want to be going backwards anymore. Now, there are friends and family who are not going to be happy with you. There are friend and, friends and family, suppose friends and family, who are going to try and pull you back because you're trying to be different, because you're trying to go forward, because you're trying to move forward. So you've got to understand that not everybody's going to be in support of that. So one of the key things is surround yourself with people who are on the same track. Some right. people who are thinking the same because that will keep you, that will keep you supported because it's, otherwise it's easy to give up. Get, and I love Anthony Robbins says, get into a deep immersion. So if you can get into a situation where um, you're constantly reading the right books, you're going to the right programs, the right courses, going, you know, listening to people like Surab, just listening to what he's saying, because some people don't get it straight away. What are you talking about? How to find clients, what to do, what to do consistently, practice, practice, do all those things because those people have done it before and you can follow the same path. Model, modeling someone else is always a great thing. Awesome. Uh, this is some great advice there. Um, Matt, I have one more question for you, which is one of your favorite ones. How to make money grow? And uh, what's your key take on the same? Because a lot of people don't have an idea about it. And what is your advice on that? How, how, to, make make, how to make money grow? Yeah. Right. Okay, good. So let, let's talk about that. There are there are, I'm going to talk about two factors. One is money management, okay? And the other one is compounding, uh, compounding money or compounding wealth. The first one is, you know, when I was struggling financially, what I realized now in hindsight is that I was a poor money manager. I wasn't managing my money. I've read some books about money management, but I wasn't following it. And one thing we learned at the Millionaire Mind Intensive, or we teach rather, is how to manage your money by splitting it into specific accounts. Right. So if you can manage your money, realizing that, okay, this is for this, this is for this, this is for this, any income that comes in, it's split. And so that when you are going to spend money, you know that this is the money for this. And if the money's not there, you can't spend it. If you're gonna invest in something, you know this is the pot for the investment. If there's no money in there, you can't invest. So. First of all, I'll say two things, three, three things. First thing is get the mindset right. The second thing is about manage, money management. The third thing is once you start money, managing your money, you've got to start thinking about how do you become financially free? And financial freedom then leads to the fact that, okay, I can only be financially free if I have enough passive income coming in. In other words, income that's coming in without me having to work every single day, right. if I can set that situation up, whether that passive income comes from real estate or from stock or from digital marketing or from mobile applications, it doesn't matter, cryptocurrency. As long as I've got a vehicle that can, I can look at, you know, maybe a few minutes a day, a few minutes a week, whatever it is, that gives me ongoing passive income. If that passive income is now greater than my monthly expenses, now I have more freedom. Right. I don't have to go and work for that boss. I can move away. And so once you have that passive income, the next stage is say, okay, how am I going to grow my wealth even more? And that wealth now says, you've created some passive income. What are some other vehicles that can compound my, my, my investments? Compounding, in other words, will move faster than you can. If you've got your money sitting in your bank account, it's not compounding. The, the bank is giving you whatever's silly percentage. So you've got to take your financial future into your own hands and invest your money in the right way. But listen to the right advisors in order to do that. And some of the speediest and um, w um, quickest ways to compound your money, in other words, the term I'm looking for is leverage. For example, if you have, I know, 
let's say, for example, I mean, you, you've got a lot of viewers in India. I'm going to talk about, instead of rupees, I'll talk about dollars. Imagine you have $10,000 today and you decide to go invest it in real estate property and you invest it in real estate and that $10,000, the bank says they will give you um, they'll give you some money so you can get the investment. Now, in that moment, your 10,000 has turned into much, something much more valuable. You're leveraging your money. The bank's going to give you the rest of it, for example. You'll then invest in that property. In that property now, you will rent that property out for passive income. At the same time, over the next four, five, six, seven years, that property is worth a lot more from than your initial investment. This is what I'm talking about, compounding. So I, I invest in stocks, I invest in gold, I invest in cryptocurrency, I invest in businesses, I invest in real estate, all because of compounding, right? So cryptocurrencies, for example, I've had situations where some of my crypto coins have gone up by more than 400%. Wow. With little effort. Why? Because I've got the knowledge, first of all, and then I just follow their system. So this is all about acquiring the right knowledge and then practicing it until it gets to you to where you want to go. Wow, that's amazing. Some, do you recommend someone's system at this point of time? Oh, there are, there are so many. Uh, um, in terms of what? There's so many different vehicles, you see. Right. There's so many different vehicles. So it depends on the vehicle. So what I say, Saurabh, is decide on which vehicle is going to create passive income for you and ultimately you want it for financial freedom. So for me, when I was broken, I was struggling. I thought I was going to be, uh, the first port of call was, I, I was going to make it very, very big in business, but I was struggling in business. But I went and learned how to do business properly from some great, great teachers. And I fixed my business. Then I sold my business. It was a small IT company. And then I started investing in real estate property because what I was fed up was, was working hard and hard and struggling. So when I started investing in real estate property, what happened was now I was having some passive income. But before I did that, I went and studied how to do real estate properly with little or no money. Right. It was a study. After that, I went into other pa passive income vehicles. So everybody can do the same thing. But essentially, get the knowledge. Get the knowledge first before you dive into it. Super. Uh, this is some really good advice. Uh, I'm going to take them very seriously. Thank you so much for uh, doing this, Mac. Mac, uh, some people really fear in investing in themselves. Uh, for example, last year I took a call. I took up courses, trained the trainer. I took uh, making the stage. I did multiple such programs that transformed me completely. What's your take on that? And what advice would you give to those people who fear investing in themselves? Okay, very good. You see, the, um, that's a great point. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can ever do. Do you know where most people get their information? They listen to other people who have never done it, who are not doing it, and who will never do it. They listen to friends and family say, no, why are you, don't do that. And they've never done it. There are people who have never done any kind of business but advising people how to do business. Don't take your advice from them. You've got to decide what do you, you know, when I was struggling financially, over $100,000 in debt, not seeing my family, not seeing my young daughter, things weren't going right. There were still people trying to give me advice. And these were broke people. Nice people, but broke people. The moment I said, okay, how do successful people do it? What do they do? That's when I realized the answers we're looking for is in the book. It's in the book, it's in the courses, it's in the program, it's on YouTube. And there's so much information out there on Facebook, YouTube, stuff you can learn and study, Udemy, so many different courses. Choose your guru, choose your teacher, choose your expert and follow everything that they show you until you get the results. But even with some people who choose that, okay, I'm gonna invest in myself, then they go here, then they go here, then they go here, then they go here, then they go here and they get lost and they end up at square one. The best investment you can ever do is invest in yourself. In your, by that I mean in your knowledge, in the information you receive, and that changes your habit. It changes you. And when it changes you, now you behave 
and do things differently. You understand, wow. yes? Awesome. That's why you must invest in yourself. Super. So guys, if you're enjoying this session, uh, and you want to pay gratitude to Mac for all his teachings today, just say, I love Mac in the chat right now. Go down, <laughs> type down and say, I love Mac. Thank okay. You, um, for someone to move from rags to riches, what does it take? Like You have that journey of yours. What yeah. does it take? That, what is that one thing that is required to move from rags to riches? Okay, thank you very much. Um, you know, there's a quote I, I wrote in this book, and this book is about rags to riches. Um, so, if you know, one of the things I say is this if you were born poor, it's not your fault. And this is a famous quote from someone else, I can't remember. But if you die poor, it is your fault. Awesome. Do you understand? So, in other words, that there is so much information right now that you can change your life if you choose to, but it's a choice. And so my biggest, biggest thing, if, I, if someone wants to move themselves from rags to riches, is to change your mindset. Change the way you think. In other words, what do I want? What is it going to look like? And who do I have to be in order to have that? And the biggest thing is, who do I have to be? Because the, 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 the beingness, the person who got you to where you, you are now is not the person, it's not the same mindset, it's not the same behavior, it's not the same habits that will get you to where you're trying to go. So the mindset has to change, the beingness has to change, the habits have to change, your virtues have to change, the way you deal with people and the way you show up and everything has to change in order to, for you to move, scale to that next level. Wow, amazing. Um, and at this point of time, I have one more question for you. Sure. There are some people, they are stuck and they're not able to move out of uh, the failure trap that they have created for themselves. How can someone reprogram their mind for success? Excellent, good, that's a good question. One of the simplest ways to reprogram your mind for greater success, and anyone can do this, everyone can do this, is to change your language. What do I mean by that? You know, every day when you wake up, you can tell yourself certain things, or you can tell yourself something else. You know, some people wake up and maybe they're in the bathroom, maybe they're having a shave or they're having a shower, and some of their thoughts in their head is, Oh, another day like this. Oh, man, I'm a failure. What? In the bank account, there's no money. I mean, what am I going to do this week? And they talk in that language. What I say to people is find a different language. So what is it you want in the future? And then create a declaration or an affirmation. And so instead of saying, oh, got no, I've got no money in the bank today. I've got no money. It's a struggle this, this month. I can't go out with my friends. It's a struggle this month. I can't afford this for my daughter, for my son. It's a struggle. Instead of saying that, which is negative programming, you can simply reprogram yourself if you've got a discipline and then just write it out and say it every single morning. For example, when I was struggling and uh, when I learned this technique, one of the first things I kept writing and kept saying every day is, I am financially free. I am financially free. I am financially, but I was broke. <laughs> I was broke with over $100,000 of debt. But I am financially free does something else chemically in your brain, in your subconscious mind. And it got me to that in 18 months, less than two years. It was actually 18 months to financial freedom. Well, beautiful thoughts there. It's all about how you talk to yourself. Is that the way that we can put across Mac? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, Mac, what's your favorite quote and why? My favorite quote, I gave it to you already, but let me repeat. In, the moment, in, in your moment of decision, your destiny is shaped. In the moment of your decision, your destiny is shaped. Wonderful. So, okay. So this, again, is about the moment. In the moment of decision. So... Whatever you are going through right now, if you just take a breath, sit down and ask yourself, what is the decision I need to make right now? And when you make that decision from a place of, so that decision might be, 
I need to get Mac's book. That decision might be, I need to follow Mac on Instagram because I'm giving a lot of content, as you know. Or that decision might be, I need to go to Sarah's course. I need to do Sarah's course. That moment of decision says, I don't want to be going backwards anymore. Sarah said something that made sense to me. I must follow through on that. That means you've said to your mind, enough is enough. I'm going to do whatever it takes to change. It's a moment of decision. And that, that I say to myself, any time things are not going right, I sit down and I think, what's the decision I need to make right now for the benefit of me and for the benefit of my clients and benefit of my family, for the benefit of everyone I'm involved with? That's my favorite quote. Beautiful, beautiful there, point there. Uh, Mac, I'll, I'll take another 15 minutes of yours and sure. uh, we'll wind this up. Uh, if a person is failing at the moment, Mac, he's depressed because of the loss, what would you say to him at the moment? Okay, thank you. It's a great question. Anyone who's struggling right now, what I would say is, you know, it, we are in a situation that you didn't create. You didn't create it. Uh, and some people call it, it's a pandemic. Some people say it's a scamdemic. Whatever it is, you didn't create it. And there are things going on. We know the coronavirus is real. Some people are getting sick from it. Some people are asymptomatic. So, I mean, they not, it comes in, it goes, they don't fall sick. Um, but it's real. And so governments have made decisions to shut things down or do different things. And in March this year, um, just very early stages of lockdown in the UK, I did a, um, I did a webinar. I did a, I think a webinar on Facebook Live at the same time. And I got, I, I actually, my inner circle, my core clients, I said to them, look, things are going to change over the next few months. And I want you to get into a position where you can make an objective decision. Be objective. Because it's easy to, right now to get emotional. And if you get emotional, you're going to go down. If you get objective, you're going to make better decisions. And so I, I provided them with a cash flow forecast that I use for my five businesses. And that, and that, that cash flow forecast, I said to them, look, January this year, February this year, March, put all your numbers in, in terms of sales revenue and um, uh, your cost and everything else. And, the, and let's look at the profit and the cash flow at the bottom. So just put them all in. And April, you don't know the numbers. April, May, June, just forecast, just guess. Based on, you know, you can't open your restaurant right now. If you can't open your restaurant right now, what can you do? Okay, what if I did takeaways? Okay, if I do takeaways, okay, I won't get as much money, but I'll get this on the sales revenue. My cost is, is going to be this. I've still got to pay the expenses of the restaurant because it's shut down, but I've got to pay for uh, various taxes and everything else. Fine. Project that all across for this 12 months until the end of the year. Wow. Some of you will notice three there'll be three different scenarios. One of the scenarios is, look, if this goes on until July, I may be okay. If this goes on, so I may be okay. And then, but when I'm looking at it, I'm going to be short of cash. So I need to contact the bank. I need to contact a friend, family to just support me for these three or four months. And then from July, August, September, as things get better, I will be able to pay them back. So the first one is, I'm, I'm going to be okay. The second one is this. So first one is, yeah, I don't need to do anything. Everything's okay. Second one, I need to borrow some money in order to be okay for the next few months. The third one is, if this goes on from March to July or whatever period, by June, I'm out of business. Because the numbers that tell me there's not enough cash flow to sustain and I can't borrow any more money. Nobody's supporting me. So I'm going to be out of business in June or July or August. It doesn't matter. But from an objective point of view, you can say, okay, I've created this successful business. So it's no longer. And I say to people, let it go. Right. It's not easy. Let it go and get ready for your new thing that you're going to do. Get ready for the new thing. Because... In this climate where things are going the wrong way for some people, there are other people who are pivoting into the future. This is going to be the new normal. So what is the new thing you can do? And I took my clients back to people, 
problem, product, price. What is it now that who who are the people? What problems do they have? Now, what, what, what they problems have? do they have now at the moment? Now, yeah, now. Right. Yeah. now. You understand? Yeah. So, uh, so those people are struggling. Do an exercise where you come from a more objective point of view, not from an emotional point of view. And some most people come from an emotional point of view because they are attached to their business. You know, people ask them, what do you do? Well, I'm the CEO of this or CEO of that. And so they take their identity as their business, as opposed to the business is actually designed to provide a service or product to clients who will give you money so you can have profit. If the business is not doing that, there is no business. So let it go and create a new business. It's easier said than done, but... If you focus on the people, if you focus on the prospect, if you focus on the people who need you, you will create magic for them. Awesome. Thank you so much, man. That's some really good learnings for all of us. I have some quick personal questions for you. Uh, what time do you wake up, Mac? Oh, great question. I wake up naturally. It's any time between 5 a.m. and 5.45, 6 a.m., something like that. Any, it depends what time I went to bed the night before. But typically, I'm up between five, and, between five and six. And the first thing I do is I do my meditation uh, and prayers. That's the first thing. And, and my gratitude awesome. says first. And, you, and what's your fitness routine like? Sorry? What's your fitness routine like? Okay, good. So I have a morning process. And that morning process includes um, doing um, my martial arts practice. Uh, I, you know, a lot of people won't know here, but I've been, uh, I'm, I'm a former UK champion in taekwondo wow. martial arts i am a fifth dan black belt in taekwondo martial arts um so i practice that every single morning and also um i, I i've got a, a rebounder which uh, i re I bound on which uh, actually affects the cells of the body uh, and so I, I have a fitness regime i follow every 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 morning awesome guys if you're enjoying the session and learning a lot do not forget to take a screenshot Tag us in your stories, tag Mac, and do follow him. Please do go follow him right at the moment. Okay, um, what are those three things that you love about India, Mac? Oh, wow. What a you know, one thing I love about India is this. Oh, there's many things, but one of them is the people are so warm and so hungry. You know, warm people, mostly, and I've been through the whole, you know, most of the country, um, because of um, our friend Suren, who's taking me around the country to teach. The other thing I love about India is the thirst, thirst for knowledge, thirst for information. So I go to a lot of countries and, and, and some people can't be bothered. But most regions I go to around uh, India is I, I see they're hungry for that information and they want to make a change. They want to move to thriving. They want to move forward, um, which, is, which, is a, which is amazing for India. And hence the reason why I believe India is one of the, you know, I think it's one of the, it's the fifth largest economy in the world right now. I think right. recently it overtook UK. <laughs> recently took, overtook the United Kingdom. And I've been telling people in the UK, look, you've got to watch out for India. These guys are smart. They're sharp. They're doing things. And, and so... Yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's, it's amazing. The, it's, it's an energy thing. When I come to India, it's an energy thing. I feel the energy and the energy to move forward, which is great. Awesome, Mac. This is cool. Uh, Mac, if you wake up one morning and realize you have lost everything, what would be the first thing that you would do? Thank you. And um, if I wake up and I've, one morning I've lost everything, I will still do my gratitude process. I'll still do my... Uh, meditation. I'll still do um, my prayers, and and I'll ask the question: What's the decision that I need to make right now? And and that decision, that de the decisions I often make, is really in regards to, often not even me. It's about my family, because I'm big on family. What's the decision I need to make right now to make sure my family is good? Um, and so I'll ask myself those questions and make those decisions. Once I've made that decision, then there's only one way forward. If I need the knowledge and say, okay, what's the knowledge? Okay, what's the decision I need to make? Where is it I need to 
where, where do I want to be or where do I want to go? What's the information or support I need to get there? So I'll go through the same process that I teach people and that situation will change. Wow. Huh, there's so much to learn from you, Mac. Uh, I think I should possibly subscribe to all your courses <laughs> in time. Um, what is, this is the last question for you, Mac. What is that one piece of advice you would like to give to today's youngsters who are hooked or addicted to social media? Wow. Okay. All right. So, okay. Let me, let me give you, I'll give you a scenario. I'll give you two situations. There are, and this is important to everyone listening right now. There are consumers of social media and there are producers on social media. And so you've got to ask yourself at one stage is, do I want to continue becoming a consumer or do I want to be a producer? And if I want to produce, then can I produce in a way that eventually rewards me and right. serves other, other people? And so if you're consumed on social media, ask yourself, is this, you know, sitting hours after hours after hours doing that, is that actually helping me? Is that serving, is that serving me? Is it serving anyone else? And you can watch other people doing it. And at some point you will say, okay, I saw them do it. Now become a producer. Learn from Surab on how to be a producer so you can produce and make a difference in other people's lives. And the best thing is once you're producing and it's working, you can still consume some stuff and make your stuff even better. And wow. so the big thing, here's a, I'm going to give you one word. And every, every season, if I call it that, every season or every time, these things are often a distraction. So in the 1940s and 50s, we had radio. Radio was a distraction right. in terms of what you should be doing. We moved to the 60s, 70s, 80s, television. Television became a distraction. This program, that program, that program. Now we're in the area of social information, social media. And there are so many to choose. And it's at, it's a distraction. So limit the amount of time you have on social media, but not realize what you're supposed to be doing and go and do that. Superb. I think it's just amazing. Thank you, Mac. Uh, I think I learned a lot personally, and I'm sure a lot of the audiences out there, and even people who are going to watch this later, they are going to learn a lot from this session. Thank you for doing this for me, Mac. Uh, it's a pleasure hosting you. I still remember the last thing that you did on the stage. Take the grave, and I want you to do that today. Uh, I remember that night we had a party, and I made you do that step, and that became our signature step in the dance form as well. So can I see the take the grave before we leave? Okay. And, and a lot of people won't understand the context of it, but I'll do dig the grave. Dig the grave. Dig the grave. Thank you. Dig. You <laughs> won't understand the context yeah. until so, you come to making the stage. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like a suspense which you will only unreveal uh, if you are part of uh, making the stage. So I'm not going to share what what happens in making mm -hmm. the stage. Is something that you should experience. Uh, can't be shared at the moment. Uh, Mac, uh, uh, thank you uh, and gratitude You're again welcome. for doing You're this. Welcome. Yeah. So so much to learn. And, um, and thank you so much for mentoring me, for shaping my life, and uh, will always be in gratitude to whatever you've taught me in making the space. Thank you so much. Most welcome, sir. You take care, and thank you for inviting me onto your show. God bless everyone. God bless. My pleasure. Thank you. Goodbye, Mac. See you next time. I hope you guys had a lot of learning experience today. I personally learned a lot from this gentleman. Uh, please go do buy his book. Uh, search for Mac Atram on Amazon. Um, definitely there's a lot of his programs that's going to happen in India very soon. You should definitely be part of it. If you guys enjoyed the session, please do not forget to take screenshots from the recordings. I'm just going to upload it on IGTV now. You can watch it there too. Share it with your friends. Share this on your story so that you guys can benefit a lot and your friends can benefit a lot as well. Um, so I'll keep inviting a lot of such experts uh, who have changed my life, a lot of such experts who have been uh, changing lives of people so that we can learn a lot through them in these live sessions.
With this note, I'll end up my podcast and I hope you guys are following me on Instagram already. Do not forget to subscribe to instagram.com slash sort of Jane and DM me there. Maybe you get lucky with the answers on my next podcast. Have a good day, guys. Goodbye.